It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Game 7 of the World Series, even though it's the wrong sport, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana. <laughs> We're equal opportunity Sherpa. here. <laughs> yes, we have a net up in front of the studio here, just in case a foul ball comes our way. But uh, how are you tonight, Jana? Yeah, the Cowboys had a bye week last week. My Giants played as though they were on a bye week. But uh, anyway, yeah, now we have the rematch this week, which promises to be yeah. uh, pretty ugly from my perspective. and pretty uh, fun from your perspective. Bye weeks are the best week of the season when you're a Cowboys fan, because short of someone, you know, getting arrested, which actually happens with alarming regularity, it's the only time of the year where we can't mess something up. We're just existing, just treading water. I'll take it. Well, the Eagles did gain half a game on you this uh, past week, although it didn't look like that would happen in the first half, but they came back and put together a pretty nice what second a, half. What a weird game. Yeah, and there was, there was a lot of strange to... stuff this weekend. Yeah, well, when we uh, do our uh, fantasy trick-or-treat at the end of the show, <laughs> I'll, I'll have uh, some more to say about the Eagles. But uh, anyway, in the meantime, how can people find out about us or just find us? Yes, because one hour a week just really isn't enough of us. We know that. You know that. So... There's a whole lot of ways to get a hold of us throughout the week. We are all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm pretty sure you can figure out who's who. And, of course, we're here for an hour. We'll be with you from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time as we are every Wednesday night. And if you miss an episode, you can always go back and find anything in the archives that you're looking for. So we've got a jam-packed show. As you mentioned, we have our always popular Halloween trick-and-treat segment. That'll be later in the show. We're also going to give you all the injuries, news, and notes. We have a couple of trades. We'll give you waiver wire picks to help with those bi-week holes you have to fill. And uh, this week there sure are a lot of them. (laughs) We'll give you game predictions, daily fantasy picks. (laughs) And uh, so much more. So stick around. We've got all kinds of good stuff coming for you. But... We'll get to everybody's favorite part of the show first off. This is where we can see how long I can go without breathing, and uh, you make a Christmas turkey. So without further ado. And eat it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get to the trades in a minute and some, some fun-filled drama. Quarterbacks talking to the media while they're heated is always a good thing. Uh, but first off, for the Thursday night game this week, out in San Francisco, running back Matt Breida uh, is still dealing with that ankle injury. He and uh, the fellow running back, Raheem Mostet, both were questionable. They were limited to practice uh, with ankle and knee injuries, respectively. 
So we'll see. It's probably going to come down to game time. It looks like they'll both play, though. On the other side of the ball for the Cardinals, uh, tough, tough-looking backfield right now. Running back Chase Edmonds, who was supposed to be the guy last week because David Johnson was inactive, hurt his hamstring. He's out likely a few weeks. He's definitely out for tomorrow night. Running back David Johnson managed to have a limited practice today. Uh, he's still dealing with that ankle injury, so he's questionable for tomorrow night. I would go very far out on a limb and say he's going to at least be active. How effective he'll be, it's hard to say. One Due to snap. all of this fun, the Cardinals, yeah, one snap for two yards. Put him down for that, pencil him in. The Cardinals did trade for uh, Miami running back Kenyon Drake, who has been rumored to be on the block the last, oh, I don't know, entire season. Uh, Miami is continuing their tanking playbook. So Kenyon Drake is, quote, going to play in some capacity tomorrow night. Is that one snap for two yards? Is that three quarters? I don't know. Probably depends how much of the playbook he's actually seen since getting off a plane from Miami. Um, so take all that with a grain of salt. I probably wouldn't be he's starting with a lot of these guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes a little bit later on. In Houston, their wide receivers are pretty banged up. Will Fuller is going to be out again this week and probably the next few with that shoulder injury. DeAndre Hopkins was limited practice with that thumb injury. He's going to play through. But on the bright side, Kenny Stills, who's still dealing with a hamstring injury, did fully practice and looks pretty good. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson got a little beat up on Sunday. He got poked in the eye. He got his ankle twisted. It was a whole thing. Uh, he fully practiced. It said he's going to be fine. If I were him, I'd be a lot more worried because most of his offensive line didn't practice today, and it looks like may miss this weekend. So, Pray for Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun Watson. He may need it. In Jacksonville, their defense is also pretty banged up. Uh, most of them didn't practice at all. Who plays and who doesn't? Going to be interesting to see. Uh, wide receiver DJ Chark is dealing with that quad injury, and wide receiver DD Westbrook is dealing with neck and shoulder injuries. They're both questionable. They both practice today. It looks like they are going to play, but keep an eye on it just in case. In Washington, uh, no running backs were practicing today, so I'm sure that was a really interesting-looking offense for them on the field. Chris Thompson didn't play last week. He's dealing with that toe injury still. Adrian Peterson, who wasn't practicing last week, did play through the ankle injury and put up pretty good numbers. Looks like he's going to play this week. Thompson's still touch and go. Case Keenum was back at practice today after missing yesterday. He's limited. He's in the concussion protocol. Looks like he'll probably play this week, but the next two days will be pretty telling. And tight end Vernon Davis, also in the concussion protocol, was limited to practice, but back on the field, so that's a good sign there. In Carolina, stop me if you've heard this one, Kyle Allen is going to play quarterback for them this week as Cam Newton, quote, rehabs what he's been doing this entire time. I don't know why the coaching staff felt like they had to go out on a limb to make it clear that Cam Newton was rehabbing. I'm not sure what's going on there, but he's not playing football this week or probably the next several. So we'll see what happens. Unfortunately for Kyle Allen, both of his wide receivers are a little banged up. Curtis Samuel is dealing with a shoulder injury, and Jarius Wright is dealing with an ankle injury. They both didn't practice today. They were both questionable going into the weekend. Running back Christian McCaffrey was limited at practice with a knee injury. He's been dealing with that the last couple of weeks. He's going to play through it. In Tennessee, tight end Delaney Walker, the always injured but always playing, actually missed the game last week. With that knee injury, he's still not practicing, so I'd keep an eye on that. It looks like Johnny Smith has really been uh, the go-to guy for Ryan Tannehill, so whether or not Walker plays, I think Smith is probably still a good play there. And for what it's worth, uh, both sides of the ball for the Panthers and the Titans, their defenses are looking like the walking wounded, so this may not be a defensive matchup this week. 
in Philadelphia, things are getting a little better. They're getting a little healthier. Deshaun Jackson has actually graced the Eagles with his presence on a practice field. He had a limited practice today, allegedly coming back from the abdominal injury. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, running back Darren Sproles is dealing with that quad injury, but he also was back at practice, albeit in a limited fashion. And Miles Sanders did not practice today with that shoulder injury. Keep an eye on that, but it looks like he'll probably still play this weekend. In Minnesota, Adam Thielen missed last week with that hamstring injury. He was limited at practice today, and uh, they said it's a pretty good chance he plays this weekend. My fantasy teams would be very happy if that were the case. In Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes dislocated his kneecap not two weeks ago. Looks like he's going to play quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. He was a limited practice, participant at practice today. They're planning as if he's going to play. It's probably going to go down to Saturday or Sunday before they make a firm decision. But most people, when their kneecap dislocates, they're they're shut down for weeks, months. He might miss one game. This is just absurd. Um, structurally, apparently, his knee's stronger than any other human. Whatever. Good for him. In New York, quarterback Sam Darnold's terrible month continues. He's had mono. He's had a toenail removed. He now has a thumb injury, and he's haunted. But the good news is he's practicing fully. He's going to play quarterback this weekend. In Indianapolis, wide receiver T.Y. Hilton was limited with a calf injury today. He's going to play through it, barring any kind of setback between now and Sunday. And Pittsburgh, running back James Conner did not practice probably still picking turf out of his face mask or it could be the shoulder injury. Either way, he did not practice today. Uh, he was quoted on Pittsburgh talk radio today saying he's day to day. We all are, but so I guess he's not sure if he's going to play or not this weekend. I would think he probably is, but have a plan B running back. Benny Snell actually didn't practice for the Steelers as well. He's dealing with a knee injury. So Jalen Samuels would be the guy to get the majority of the workload um, depending if one or both are out. So might be a good idea to stash him. In Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford still playing through that hip injury, but he's practicing. What's more concerning in Detroit is that their defense, particularly all of their cornerbacks, are, <laughs> are pretty hurt right now. So that could be tough for them this week. The Raiders are dealing with a few injuries as well. Running back Josh Jacobs is dealing with the ever-present shoulder injury. He's limited to practice. He's going to play through it this week. Wide receiver Tywell Williams came back from that foot injury. He was he was limited, and they're saying he's questionable for this weekend, but unless he has some kind of setback, he'll be fine. In Cleveland, wide receivers Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry were both limited at practice, not with bad attitudes, but actual injuries. Odell Beckham Jr. is dealing with a groin injury and Jarvis Landry with a shoulder injury. They're both planning on playing this week. For the Chargers, most of their defensive line didn't practice today. Keep an eye on that because that could be a real problem for them. On the offensive side, wide receiver Keenan Allen was limited with a hamstring injury, but it looks like he should be good to go this week. The Packers just held a walkthrough today, so it's hard to gauge how close or far Devontae Adams is from actually getting on a field. They said that he's, quote, limited and pretty questionable going into this week, still dealing with that toe injury, but they're erring on the side of him actually playing, so keep an eye on it. It'd be nice to see him back on the field. Uh, running back Aaron Jones is dealing with a shoulder injury. Tight end Jimmy Graham with an ankle injury. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Cantling with ankle and knee injuries. And quarterback Aaron Rodgers with a knee injury were all limited. They're all going to play. <laughs> Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard still in the concussion protocol. Doesn't look good for him this week, unfortunately. In Baltimore, wide receiver Marquise Brown was limited with his ankle injury. He's hoping to play this week, but it is still kind of touch and go. 
Uh, not sure if you heard, but Cincinnati decided not three hours before the trade deadline on Tuesday that they were going to bench the Ginger Ninja Andy Dalton in favor of Ryan Finley. Andy Dalton's pissed and has been talking to anybody that will listen in the media today because it happened so soon to the trade deadline that he thinks the team should have given him the courtesy of trying to get traded or at least let him test the waters, that they knew what they were going to do and waited on purpose, and now his teammates are in a bunch. So things aren't going great in Cincinnati on top of the fact that they're 0-8 and things don't look like they're getting any better anytime soon. In other quarterbacks getting cranky with the media news, Joe Flacco uh, went out and basically said his coaching staff was terrible and had no balls, which was really not well-received in Denver. Uh, And then the next day, mysteriously had a herniated disc in his neck and is going to be out this week, possibly as many as five to six weeks, which makes Brandon Allen now your starting quarterback in Denver. In Washington, Trent Allen, or I'm sorry, Trent Williams uh, ended his holdout and promptly failed his physical due to, quote, helmet discomfort, and is also telling people that he's never going to play for the Redskins again. So he's showing up so that he can still get paid this season, but planning to never play a snap for them. So I can't see how that's going to go badly. And in Houston, J.J. Watt tore his pectoral muscle in the game on Sunday, and he's done for the season. He had surgery yesterday and went on uh, a couple of fun drug-induced Twitter rampages about the Astros game last night. So we're all in support of that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your 15-minute-long injury report. (laughs) I found the most awesome uh, Halloween costume while you were uh, doing the injury report. I really enjoyed the um, people who were dressing up as Antonio Clowns. Well, they've got uh, two guys at the at the um, World Series game tonight, and they're dressed up as Max Scherzer's eyes. And for those of you who don't know, Max Scherzer has two different colored <laughs> eyes. And so there's one guy as a blue eyeball and one guy as a brown eyeball, and they're <laughs> sitting together. You see the they have these pretty huge awesome. billboards of just an extreme close-up of his eyes all over the place. It's very weird. Well, yeah, the two fans, I guess, took that to the next level at the game tonight. It's pretty That's solid. To see. I can respect that. So. Yeah. So anyway, back to football, uh, the waiver wire running backs, you know, as you know, Jenna alluded to before, we've got Atlanta, Cincinnati, the Rams and New Orleans on bye this week. So no Alvin Kamara, no Todd Gurley, no Joe Mixon, you know, no Devontae Freeman. So who are you going to pick up if you need somebody this week? Well, you know, none of these guys are going to replace those uh, four Uh, running backs, but Mark Walton in Miami looks like a decent pickup, you know, now that uh, Kenyon Drake is no longer in the the picture. I don't know that Kalen Ballage is uh, much of a threat there. You know, Ronald Jones, II in Tampa has been disappointing this season, but he's still out there. Ty Johnson received a lot of uh, waiver wire love last week and promptly uh, did nothing. Um, but he's still out there if you want to give him another chance this week. And uh, Jalen Samuels with uh, Pittsburgh, who, as Jenna mentioned, if uh, James Conner uh, can't go this week, he stands to be in line for a pretty big workload. So those, it's pretty slim pickings at running back this week, just as it was last week. But uh, do you have anyone you want to add to that list, Jenna? Uh, just worth noting that Darius Geis is back at practice, and since running backs don't stay healthy in, in D.C. very long or very often, that if he's out there, I'm I'm certainly thinking about stashing him. I have him on one team. I'm just waiting for him to actually start playing. 
Um, but I'm with you. Kalen Balaj makes me very nervous, and the fact that the Dolphins don't actually want to win games makes me nervous as well. Um, so I, I'm on. I'm all in on Jalen Samuels. He's probably at the top of my list this week. All right, and at wide receiver, as was the case last week, there are many more options. Uh, should you be looking for somebody this week? You know, you're obviously missing you know the Cooper Cups and the you know, Michael Thomases and you know. Robert Woods. Cooper Cup had himself a first and, half last week. Yeah, he, yeah, he's he's doing he's having quite the season so far. And uh, Julio Jones, I think I mentioned to you in this one week, I traded Aaron Rodgers for Cooper Cup a few weeks ago and was wondering if that was a good move. And now I'm feeling pretty good about that. We're doing okay. We're doing all right for you. But uh, that particular move uh, worked out pretty well. So, um, so wide receiver options for you this week include Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh. Danny Amendola, who's had a string of nice games in Detroit. Um, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and Adam Humphreys in Tennessee, you know, banking on the Ryan Tannehill uh, resurgence. Philip Dorsett yeah. in New England. Kenny Stills in Kiki Kute in Houston. Cole Beasley in Buffalo. Preston Williams in Miami. Randall Cobb in Dallas. Zach Pascal, who's been a diamond uh, in the rough in Indianapolis. Uh, Darius Slayton with the Giants, uh, James Washington also with Pittsburgh. So those are some wide receivers that uh, I'd be looking at if you have any holes to fill in your roster this week. Yeah, I, I totally agree with your list. I'm I'm pretty high on Preston Williams, undrafted rookie in Miami. Um, he's been looking good. I think that despite the fact that the team is not good, there are some bright spots and with the right matchups including this week, I think Preston Williams could definitely be a good pickup. Yeah, if there's ever going to be a week where the Dolphins are, are going to look good, <laughs> this is it. I still don't think it's going to happen, but if there ever I were do. a week, oh, I do. then, <laughs> all right, well, I can tell we already disagree on one game. Game but, picks uh, are going to be good this week. <laughs> all right, so moving on to quarterbacks, um, Derek Carr has a nice matchup this week, and he's Widely available. Uh, Sam Darnold also has a very nice matchup this week and is also very widely available. And I, I know you're not as uh, keen on that pick, but uh, he's we'll haunted. See. It's Halloween. Uh, it just can't end well. <laughs> it'll be after Halloween by then. You won't be haunted anymore. It'll be turning over a new page in the calendar. Beetlejuice is around year round. I'm not saying it's going and away. He still has Rob Anderson. <laughs> Robbie Anderson is his wide receiver. The Jets didn't trade him for whatever reason. So he's still he's got, uh, one pretty dynamic weapon to throw to. Ryan Tannehill uh, continuing the resurgence in Tennessee. Mason Rudolph back in action in Pittsburgh now. And if you're into stashing, then uh, Nick Foles, I know you don't want to hear this with uh, Gardner Minshew, II still uh, looking pretty good. But I think that's all she wrote when Nick Foles is ready to play again. I think uh, – Gardner Minshew, I I returns to being a backup quarterback. Maybe they'll do like Alabama was doing for a while and play one quarterback in the first half and one in the second half. Are you really getting into where they that? can, where they could really confuse the defense and just go with like two wide receivers, and you know, or go without a tight end and then just have both of them in the backfield and then have the snapper you know hike it to one or the other and you know just confuse defenses then. This would be perfect. I'm so in on this. Or have Leonard Fournette slap it to Leonard, <laughs> snap it to Leonard Fournette, and then he decides who to 
hand it off to, and then you know one of the two quarterbacks can run that particular play. Hopefully they don't run into each other like the 49ers did last week and tackle your own running back because you're in motion too late. That's not a good look. No, that isn't, although it certainly didn't uh, affect the outcome of the game, which we won't talk about seeing as how our picks for that game were quite different last week, and I promise not to <laughs> say anything if I happen to be right about that game, but we'll let that go. All right. Moving on to tight Good ends. I'm picking we'll against the 49ers more. again this week. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to tight ends. Uh, O.J. Howard, widely available, which is a little surprising yet. He has been a big disappointment so far there. this season. But, but uh, mm. and uh, Dallas Goddard is also widely available, which, you know, okay, on the one hand, he's I mean, nominally Philadelphia's second tight end, but if you look at the at the he's box scores the last Zacherts few right weeks, now. he's uh, yeah. he's been getting you know, at least as much action as uh, Zacherts has in terms of the Philadelphia offense. So that's a a good speculative pickup. Jack Doyle with Indianapolis again wasn't uh, doing much at the beginning of the season. Seems to have opportunity now. Noah Font in Denver quarterback switch. We'll see if that doesn't him any good. Mm-hmm. Chris Herndon not as Optimistic about his prospects in New York, but uh, still out there. Kyle Rudolph with Minnesota. Cameron Braith, the other tight end in Tampa. Jordan Aikens, part of a two-headed monster in Houston. And then uh, just uh, for the sake of mentioning him, we'll mention Mike Gesicki, uh, since we know you like yes. to hear his name every Got week. Got a lot of camera time this week. I was really excited about that. A lot of, a lot of good sideline oh. looks. Not so many actual in the game, but you know what? He's out there. Um, I, I'm yeah. very into the Noah Font pickup this week. If there's any team where a tight end is going to be a, a crutch here, I think this is it, especially with this matchup. I think he could be poised for an, a really good game this week. Um, so he's he's probably at the top of my list. All right, and then moving on to defenses, some widely available defenses that uh, I think you know, have good matchups this week. Uh, Cleveland certainly didn't look too hot against New England, but uh, hopefully the weather and the matchup will be more forgiving this week. Dallas, needless to say, their matchup is pretty uh, favorable. Uh, The Jets and Miami, so I'll go both sides of that one, but uh, who do you like and is there anybody I'm uh, overlooking there? Um, I would also throw the Redskins and the Browns in that mix. The Browns are at the top of my list. Well, they're at the top of mine also. <laughs> okay. All righty. So let's move on to our uh, our top list and avoid our list of top players and avoids for this week. So uh, why don't you start us off with running backs? Who, who's on your uh, top list? Top of my list is, without a doubt, Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. Uh, Delvin Cook coming in at two. I know Kirk Cousins is, is not great against team with winning records, but he might not actually have to throw a pass. I think it's all Dalvin Cook this week, and I'm excited about it. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley, of course, in, in our big game this week. And then rounding out my top five would be Aaron Jones in Green Bay, Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, uh, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, and Josh Jacobs running out my top ten. All right, we agree on exactly half, and a couple That's of you guys are on my honorable mention list. And, of course, 
two I'll of the ones you named are at the top of my avoid list. So yeah, <laughs> as usual, we see things quite differently. So um, about top right. of my list is, t- yes, that is pretty much par for the course. Uh, top of my list is Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott second, Tevin Coleman third, Aaron Joe, who had himself a nice game last week, Aaron Jones fourth, Carlos Hyde fifth, Josh Jacobs sixth, Frank Gore seven, the newly acquired Kenyon Drake eight, Leonard Fournette nine, and Jordan Howard rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions include Chris Carson, Levian Bell, James Conner, or Jalen Samuels if Conner can't play, and then uh, Derrick Henry. Okay, all right. I had Derrick Henry at eleven, so I'm on board with that honorable mention. All right. How about your uh, avoid list for this week? Uh, well, I've got Chris Thompson at the top of it. I'm not entirely sure he's even going to hit the field, and if he does, I don't want any part of it. Uh, Rex Burkhead in New England, Peyton Barber, Damian Williams, Ronald Jones, I.I., Kaelin Balaj, we talked about earlier, Naeem Hines, um, Raheem Morset, J.D. McKissick, Zach Center, whose name I really like saying, but on a Thursday night game, I just can't endorse it. Right. Uh, for me, Christian McCaffrey is at the top of my list. Saquon Barkley is second. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Mark Henry. Nobody's going to start that close. So, no, why, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> to me, avoid list should be people you would start otherwise. So, that's why Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are at the top of my list. Mark Ingram, third. Mark Walton, fourth. Adrian Peterson, fifth. David Montgomery and Terry Cohen, sixth. Philip Lindsay, seven. And Royce Freeman, and uh, Ronald Jones, II and Peyton Barber agree with you. So that rounds out my uh, top eight, which is well, actually I, I. 11 because I gave you three combos. <laughs> you do, you like the combos. You really do. You're a big fan of the bike committee avoids. Yeah. <laughs> Just void the whole committee. Yeah, we're done with them. We don't need them. Yeah, you know, teach their own. It works. Alrighty, so for wide receivers, um, I've got DeAndre Hopkins at the top of my recommended list for this week. Juju Smith-Schuster, Terrell Williams, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, Emmanuel Sanders, Devontae Adams, if he's healthy enough to play, Larry Fitzgerald, and Adam Thielen, again, assuming he's healthy enough to play. Uh, honorable mentions for me are Stephon Diggs and the John brown Cole Beasley combo in Buffalo. Combo number five. <laughs> we actually throw right, overlaps. So that's promising. <laughs> All right, let's see how much. I've got the I've got the Andre Hopkins at the top of my list. Also, uh, I've got Chris Godwin at two, Kenny Galladay, and then Mike Evans. So both Tampa Bay wide receivers in my top four. At five, I've got Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman, uh, Keenan Allen, and DJ Chark. That's my top ten. All right, so we have three of ten that we agreed on. You'll be happy to know that Mike lot. Evans. <laughs> you'll be happy to know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin one and two on my avoid list for this week. Oh, Preston Williams, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Devontae Parker, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, the Marquise Brown Willie Sneed combo, and then the Golden Tate Sterling Shepard Darius Slayton combo. Avoid all of them. All of them. We're avoiding all of them. Um, I've got Cortland Sutton at the top of my avoid list. I, I'm not entirely sure what's going on in Denver. I don't really think anybody is, and I don't want to mess around with anybody but Noah Font out there. 
Um, I've also got Philip Dorsett and Jameson Crowder on my avoid list. Kenny Stills, Sammy Watkins, Cole Beasley, Chris Conley, Deshaun Jackson, um, Marquise Brown, and Devontae Parker rounding out my top top ten avoids. All right. Some agreement there. How about uh, quarterbacks who do you like this week? Actually, got Russell Wilson at the top of my list. Uh, despite the fact that I'm telling Tampa Bay wide receivers are going to score a lot of points, I think Seattle actually wins that game. So I've got Russell Wilson at the top of my list, Sean Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and Matthew Stafford. Even with a bum hip, he's still in my top five. Josh Allen in Buffalo all the way up at six on my list this week. Jameis Winston, Lamar Jackson, Gardner Minshew, II, and Tom Brady running on my top ten. We agreed on most of the uh, top five, although in slightly – or your your first five are you know there's a fair amount of overlap with my list, but uh and we kind of diverged from there. Um Deshaun Watson <laughs> and Russell Wilson are top of two in my list, so it's slightly different order from yours, but same idea. Uh Derek Carr is third on my list, Carson Wentz fourth, Aaron Rodgers fifth, Dak Prescott sixth, Josh Allen cough seven. Jimmy Garoppolo, 8, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, 9, Kyler Murray, 10, and Mason Rudolph, uh, just outside my top 10 get, and you'll get an honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, he came back from the dead. He should at least be on the honorable mention list. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, especially for Halloween. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the time. Uh, I have Sam Darnold and his, his haunted self on my avoid list, as well as Jacoby Brissett, Derek Carr, uh, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Boy, we really uh, – our quarterback lists are quite different. Uh, I've got Lamar bit, yeah. Jackson at the top of my avoid list. I don't think he's going to be able to do much against New England's defense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Matt Moore, whichever one of those plays I don't want. Gardner Minshew, II, Kyle Allen, Mitchell Trubisky. Jameis Winston, who is on your recommended list, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, Brandon Allen, and sadly Daniel Jones all on my avoid list for quarterbacks this sorry. week. Sorry. I'm sorry about Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry too, but uh, just trying mm-hmm. to be realistic here. All right, Thank so you. tight ends. George Kittle has been somewhat of a disappointment this season. I mean, he's putting up decent stats, but uh, probably not what you would expect for somebody you probably had to draft in the third round if you got him. Travis Kelsey, who is putting up decent stats, uh, second on my list. Darren Waller, third. Jimmy Graham, fourth. Dawson Knox, fifth. Uh, the Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Combo, sixth. Vance McDonald, seven. Kyle Rudolph, eight. The Jordan Aikens, Darren Feltz, Combo, nine. And Luke Wilson, tenth on my list. Luke. <laughs> I've got George Kittle at the top of my list, uh, Darren Waller at two, Evan Ingram, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Hunter Henry running out my top five, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson, Jason Witten, and Greg Olson running out my top ten. All right, so again, quite a bit of a difference here. I've got Greg Olson at the top yeah. of my avoid list, Evan Ingram second, Mark Andrews third. Vernon Davis, fourth. Sorry, Mike Kosicki, fifth. Trey Burton, sixth. O.J. <laughs> Howard, seventh. Cameron Braid, eighth. And Noah Font, nine. And I couldn't even find a tenth one that I wanted to avoid. Oh, tough, tough. 
just threw in the towel. Um, I thought Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham's at the top of my list. Jack Doyle, Chris Herndon, Delaney Walker, Darren Fells, Dallas Goddard, Johnny Smith, Eric Ebron, O.J. Howard, and Vance McDonald. All right, uh, good to see we see that point differently too. Um, about uh, defenses, yeah. who do you like this week? I got the 49ers at the top of my list, um, which is going to surprise you when I pick the Cardinals in a little bit, but I think their defense is going to be what keeps them in it. I've got the Bills at two, the Cowboys at three, followed by the Seahawks and Titans to round out the top five. We get the Browns, Panthers, Patriots, uh, Eagles, and Vikings rounding out my top ten. So we agreed on seven of the top ten, which is pretty good because I only picked eight <laughs> for my top ten. But I've got uh, Buffalo at the top of my – actually, I'll put Buffalo, Seattle, Cleveland, and Dallas together in one category, uh, one tier, and then uh, so you're, second you're, tier. You're, you're putting, you're putting no, combinations you. and committees on the avoid list and then the tiers for defenses. <laughs> This is the, well, it's the it's the recommended list. I, it's my trail of tears. So I've got those it's two. Then I've got uh, the second the second guiding you to victory as always. And then my second tier of yeah. uh, defenses, recommended defenses for this week would include Philadelphia, the Jets, Tennessee, and New England. Okay. Okay. Um, I I actually did not go a full ten on my avoid list, but I'll give you give you eight. That's, that's, you got close. that's how many I have. Let's I've see if we the, agree on all ten. Okay, I've got the, <laughs> got the Jaguars, the Bears, Jets, Steelers, Dolphins, Colts, Packers, and Cardinals. I would agree on about half. I've got Tampa Bay at the top of my list. Terrible. Detroit, Arizona, Chicago, the Giants, Jacksonville, Washington, and the Chargers rounding out my top ten of eight. Yeah, for right. top eight. I mean, that's more that's more than you usually do for DFS. So I'm proud of you. All right, I'm I'm getting there. My my sloth is <laughs> evident. But uh, anyway, shall we uh, move on to uh, game picks? Yes, yes. I think you're going to be okay. sufficiently angry with me by the time this is over. <laughs> I feel no. pretty good about that. Angry week. or amused? And... Probably the feeling. I think it's a it's a nice first. combination though. After ten years, I think it's just like, uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> right. So at the <laughs> first up for this week, we've got the Thursday night game. Jana mentioned a week a few minutes ago. We've got uh, San Francisco on the road um, in Arizona. San Francisco looked really really impressive uh, last week. Arizona much less so. Um, I'm going to say that San Francisco continues in the ranks of the unbeaten with the 31-27 victory. And as you mentioned already, you're already predicting the upset here, but uh, lay it on us. I am. So shocker of all shocks, I'm taking Arizona. No running backs, not a problem. I think they'll be fine. Also, not sure if you realize, but Arizona's actually won eight straight games against San Francisco. And I think after tomorrow, it's going to be nine. I think they're winning 27-20. It's happening, people. It's all happening. Just like Carolina last week. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. You know, you can't win them all. <laughs> no. Well, the 49ers and the Patriots apparently can, but um, yeah, next up not, we've not got... Not for long. Not for long. Jimmy Garoppolo and his 
former team on the Super Bowl collision course. Just think of the storylines. Oh, yeah. God. How annoying I, is that media that, week going to be? Good grief. Well, I, my guess is that one of those two teams will make it, and it's not San Francisco. So moving on, I think we've you're got right. uh, Houston at Jackson. I hope I'm wrong about that in that I hope New England doesn't make it either, but we'll see. That'd so nice. uh, first – yeah. Houston at Jacksonville at London. <laughs> yes, Houston at Jacksonville at <laughs> London. I'm, I'm going to pick against Jacksonville in their annual home game. Terrible idea. In in London, but uh, I'm going to say Houston will travel better than Jacksonville, and even though they're a time zone further west, I think they'll still prevail in this. Uh, I'll go with the nice thing Houston. Is- Go we ahead. get daylight savings time, so like really on the East Coast, what's a nine thirty start? It's really ten thirty start. So like that doesn't. Which think. means it's really nine thirty in Houston then, and that's maybe yes, part yes. of the reason why I'm picking them. Maybe it'll help. It won't. It won't get quite the parade the Astros will if they hold on, but uh, I'll go with Houston to win this uh, thirty to twenty four, in what probably qualifies as a shootout for Jacksonville. That's that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points in London. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville to win this. I'm sure you're all shocked by that. I'm going to take them to win 28-24. They are the resident London home team, and they've won three out of their last four games. And the one they lost was only because they had that ridiculous $64,000 bar tab and some of them spent the night in jail. I'm hoping that doesn't happen this time. And I think with old Gardner Minshew II, I think people in England love mustaches. I think it'll play very well there. I like having morning football games. And you know what? I'm going Jacksonville. It was all positives for me. All righty. Uh, next up, we've got uh, two two teams I really like a lot, uh, Minnesota at Kansas City, another um, matchup between a marquee NFC North team and the Chiefs. You know, I, I really don't think they're going to bring Patrick Mahomes back this week. We'll see. I just think they it's too risky. and actually ludicrous, you know, but, like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, this is a game they'd be hard-pressed well, I think it would be a very competitive game if Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback and healthy. I don't think it's a very competitive game with him not healthy, and I think it's even less of a competitive game with uh, Matt Moore. But uh, I still think Kansas City will keep it close, so I guess I'm contradicting what I just said. I think it will be 27-24, to 24, but it won't be competitive. I don't know how that works. Maybe Kansas City scores on a Hail Mary on the last play of the game to make the score look that closer than it really is. But, uh Anyway, go. I'll, I'll go with Minnesota to win this game on the road and cement their status as uh, one of the top uh, three or four teams in the NFC. I have a very similar outcome. I've got Minnesota winning 30-27, to 27, so I think it's going to be close. I think that it would be absolutely dumb to put uh, Patrick Mahomes in this game, which means it'll probably happen. It just if if I were a human being in any way involved in this decision making, like probably the Minnesota defense isn't who I'd want to play him against, but that's just me. Also, I think dislocating your knee probably deserves a little more respect than it's getting given right now. Um, but whether or not he's under center, even if he's in this game, he's his arm's phenomenal. But you need to have your legs under you to throw those deep balls and and make those kind of phenomenal plays that you're making. And I don't think he'd be able to do that. So. Regardless of who's playing quarterback, I think Minnesota still wins this game. 
probably a good thing he doesn't play in Atlanta because if he did, they'd probably call a quarterback sneak on the first play of the game. Probably. And like, oh, let's get this season. guy killed. We'd love to kill a human today. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Sacrificial <laughs> lamb or franchise quarterback. Oh, God. So, yeah, next I mean, I don't. I, the, people are wondering if, if the, the Broncos tried to kill Joe Flacco this week, so it's possible. It's possible. Um, you never know. Next up, we've got the Jets at Miami in the top five bowl or the bottom feeder bowl. Take your pick. And I think the Jets are going to prevail here. Wouldn't surprise me if Miami won, but I'll go with the Jets just because I think they're a little more talented at the skill positions. I'll say Jets 24, Miami 21 is Sam Darnold, uh, you know, triumphs over the ghost. If Miami I really like when people show up at the games dressed like Ghostbusters. I'm super into that right now. <laughs> probably less so, but it's so good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to continue my streak of picking people who have no business winning football games, and I'm going to take Miami to win this game. I think that they got a taste of what it's like to be a functional football team just for like two quarters, really like a quarter and a half in Pittsburgh. Uh, in prime time, and old Fitzmagic still has some magic left in that beard, and I think this is the week. I think this is the one week they have a chance, and for like a mere $25, you could probably sit on the field in Miami to watch this game. <laughs> so <laughs> not a lot of fans score? in the stadium. I'm thinking Miami to win 21-17. <sighs> okay. Um, well, <laughs> like I said, I, I can't really, I can't get a, I can't you criticize the pick too much because they're two awful teams. This is their this is their one chance. This is their Super one Bowl. Chance. Yeah. So this is it. Speaking of teams that uh didn't look very good last week, uh Buffalo was home against Philadelphia and went okay for yeah. a half, not so much for the other half. And then it went very uh, not okay for the second half. Yeah. This week they get a do-over against another NFC East team that's not quite as talented. That would be more functional. That would be the Redskins. And I think Buffalo will return to its winning ways. I think Josh Allen has his way with the Redskins defense, both on the ground and through the air. I'll say Buffalo 30 and the still uh, Josh Norman full Redskins 17. There you go. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Buffalo to win 23-17, so we're, we're close. I think Buffalo hangs in. I think Washington puts up a bit of a fight, um, but the fact that, you know, half their offense is concussed is not a great sign. They don't have a lot of healthy running backs, and against a, a Buffalo defense that half of them might not play this week, I think still Buffalo's got the edge here. Playing at home, Who do you, think? you know, their fans are wild. Who do you think uh, Trent Williams will be rooting for? I think Trent Williams is rooting for probably like a bomb to go off in the Washington offices, but I think he's decidedly a Buffalo fan this week. Okay. So yeah. next up. How next can you feel a physical to... because of helmet discomfort? That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Uh, we should talk to Antonio okay. Brown. Yeah. Oh, his, his head is his head has gotten too big, so to speak. All right. Yes. Next up, we've got uh, anyway. Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. Pittsburgh, a uh, nice win over a lousy team Monday night at home that didn't play very well first half and then you know, turned it on a little bit in the second half. 
this week, a little bit stiffer challenge with the Indianapolis, but I think Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph will prevail. I, I hope James Conner is healthy enough to play, but even if he isn't, I think they'll take this. I think uh, he'll, he'll have a, a good day throwing to Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson. Also, I'll say uh, Pittsburgh by a field goal, 27-24. I've got uh, Indianapolis winning this, but even a smaller margin. Why does that points, not I've surprise got me? 23-21. I'm all in on this Indy team. I'm very on board with them. Uh, and Pittsburgh, I'm just a little concerned about the injuries. Mason Rudolph, I think, is going to be great. I like them playing at home. I could see this game going the other way, but if I had to pick one, and just barely beat back, Denver. I'm going to Indianapolis. That's, that's right. right. Everybody has an off week. They just barely Pittsburgh beat Denver barely at home. beat Miami. They barely beat Miami. <laughs> barely. They beat them by almost two touchdowns, not by two points. Okay. <sighs> They at least were in the whole game. Pittsburgh showed up for half of it. All right. Um, Next up, we've got Tennessee at Carolina. This one I'm guessing we're also going to disagree on. Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill experience. The bloom is kind of off the rose for Kyle Allen last week. Even though they're at home, and I'm sure they'll put up a good fight, I like Tennessee to win this by a field goal. I'll say Tennessee 24, Carolina 21. I've got Tennessee winning 21-17. I think they're a little right. healthier of a team. I think their offense is a little more nice. functional. Yeah. All right. I'm not going too crazy okay. here. All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Philadelphia hosting Chicago. It seems like uh, Philadelphia has been on the road forever. Now they'll reap the benefits yeah, they of, were, of the they? season with some uh, you know, an abundance of home games starting this week. Chicago. Uh, again, just not looking very well these days, and I think that trend will continue. Mm-hmm. I say that uh, that uh, Philadelphia wins this pretty easily. Hopefully they'll play a whole game this week, but or I should say hopefully not since I'm a Giants fan, but uh, <laughs> for the sake of the team and their fans, yeah, hopefully they play a whole game this week. I'll say Philadelphia 31, Chicago 20. I have this going uh, a little differently. I am I'm agreeing with you. I think the Eagles will win this game, but I have them winning by a much smaller margin. I've got them winning twenty to sixteen. Got a little little more faith in the Chicago defense. I think more than anything, um, the Philadelphia defense really doesn't scare me. Mitchell Trubisky is not healthy. That is very clear. But I think Chicago hangs around, and I think they keep their defense is what keeps them in this. So we shall see. Okay. Next up, we've got the Seahawks and Tampa Bay. Uh, Seattle tried their darndest to give away that game to Atlanta after building up a big lead last week, but uh, couldn't quite pull it off. But uh, this week, I don't think they'll have too much trouble against another NFC South team, especially at home. I think they'll double up Tampa Bay. I think Russell Wilson will get it done through the air to Tyler Lockett. I think that... uh, Luke yeah. Wilson will have a big game. I think Chris Carson will have a big game. Don't like uh, Tampa Bay's matchup against the Seattle defense on the road. I'll go with uh, Seattle 34, Tampa Bay 17. I have Seattle winning 32-21, so I've got Tampa hanging in a little bit more. But, yeah, I, I respect the, the Seattle defense. I think that their wide receivers, Tampa Bay's wide receivers are going to have a nice day just because they're going to be playing from behind the whole time. They're going to have to throw the ball, and they're going to luck into some points that way. That's sort of how I see this going. 
Okay, uh, next we have a game that's apparently of interest to my cat since he just jumped into my lap. We've got the <laughs> Detroit Lions on you the ready? road against the uh, Oakland Raiders. Uh, sorry, Kenny, but I think that uh, Oakland is going to beat the Lions pretty easily. I'll say Oakland 34, Detroit 24. Oh, Maybe geez. Kenny's a Lions fan because of Kenny Galladay. The, the potential murder that's about to go down live on this show with Andy again. Uh, I actually agree. I think Oakland is going to take this pretty handily. I'm worried about the fact that Detroit defense, I'm not sure how much is going to make it on the field, but I have uh, Oakland winning 31-23. So it's going to be a, a nice day for the Raiders. Okay. Next up, we've got uh, Cleveland, second game in a row on the road last week uh, playing in the rain and New England this week, uh, who knows what, maybe they'll be playing in a foot of snow at Denver, but I think they'll equip themselves a lot better, and especially with Denver um, switching quarterbacks, I don't think that's going to go well. I think uh, Cleveland will win this, not convincingly, but at this point they'll take any win they can get. I'll say Cleveland 24 and the the Broncos 17. I like Cleveland winning this 20-14. to I think this is going to be a messy game. I think that it would probably be best if people kept microphones away from Odell Beckham Jr. for a while and let them figure themselves out before he keeps going to the media. Um, it's just it's not a good scene offensively for Denver, despite how good their defense is and despite playing at home. They just I don't think they're going to have enough in the tank here. Okay, next up we've got uh, Green Bay at the Chargers, and you know Chargers able to beat the Bears. Last weekend yes. on the they, road, but they were uh, outchargered. They found a way to yeah. actually win a game. <laughs> Someone did, uh, trying harder to lose than they did. <laughs> yeah, or being more inventive or creative than how to lose. Uh, this week, I don't yeah. think they're going to. I think they'll be back to their old Charger ways. Uh, I, think I think Green so. Bay, even <clears> though you know the receivers and their quarterback are all injured, I think. Somehow they'll be healthy enough to pull off a victory on the road here. I'll say, uh, you know, Green Bay 28 and the Chargers 24. And I'm just disappointed because four years ago, I think when they played this game, uh, Josh Lambeau was kicking for the Chargers and went to Lambeau Field. But uh, unfortunately, Mason Crosby still kicking. Mason Crosby still kicking for the Packers. Uh, He must be about 40 by now. But uh, when and if he ever does retire. Hopefully they'll give Josh Lambeau a call. That would be nice. I'd be really into that. I hope he's still king of football. Should staying ready. Um, I'm with you. I think the Chargers are going back to their their normal Charger patterns, and they will find a way to lose the game, despite the fact that they could win it. Uh, they are certainly a healthier team. They've got some more weapons that that could be useful here. But I think Green Bay is going to find a way, and I I've got them winning 28-20. Hey, next up, we've got uh, a Sunday night game that should be really interesting. We've got the undefeated Patriots traveling on the road to the upstart uh, Ravens, leading the AFC North. Lamar Jackson looking like a potential MVP candidate. Uh, I'll, I just, I, I want to pick Baltimore in this game, but I just can't do it. I think New England, you know, just they're, experience and as well as their defense is playing this week. I just think they're going to figure it out, even if their offense isn't really clicking on all cylinders yet. I'll go with a final score of New England uh, 24 
in Baltimore 21. And about the only thing I can say for certain is that uh, um, that uh, Mike Nugent will not be kicking for the um, Patriots this week, but uh, hopefully the new kicker will. Hopefully their kicker will uh, make a game-winning field goal and be a folk hero. <laughs> Let me see what you did there. I'm actually going to do what you couldn't find a way to do. I'm going to pick Baltimore to win this football game. I'm going to pick them 27-23, taking them at home. I know everyone's all the, the Patriots and Bill Belichick find a way to neutralize your strengths instead of playing to theirs and exploit your weaknesses, but I think Lamar Jackson is dynamic enough and the run game is functional enough that they can they can find a way to overcome. I think their defense is going to have to do something to help score some points here, but I think Baltimore can steal one. I think this is going to be a very competitive game, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it'll definitely be one of the more interesting games of the week. And yeah. then um, the less said about this next game, the better we close out the week with the <laughs> Cowboys and Giants rematch. This one is in New York instead of the season opener in Dallas. I don't think it'll matter. I think the Cowboys will win this easily. Ezekiel Elliott uh, triumphs over Saquon Barkley by two touchdowns. Final score, Cowboys 31, Giants 17, and the draft can't get here soon enough. <laughs> I have to fight the Dolphins. They got about 17 draft picks now after the draft. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I'm also going to move Nate Solder and yeah. he didn't apparently, so I'm a little bummed about that. No, but... Doesn't make a lot of sense, but and they traded for Leonard Williams. What are they thinking? I'm not sure. I, I'm not entirely sure they are either, which is the weird part. You'd think there's some kind they of gave plan. Gave up a third round draft pick obvious. for him, then he's going to be a free agent. Which you clearly agent, need. You shouldn't be giving away draft picks right now. So they'll but essentially switch their third-round pick for a compensatory third-round draft pick, you know, for the to, to have Leonard Williams play half the season for them. That doesn't yeah, like what are you getting out of that? Real good to Doesn't make sense. Yeah. No. If you're on the cusp of making it's the, the playoffs, maybe happen. I can see you take a chance, but I I don't think that describes the Giants. Unfortunately, I would have to agree with you. Um, and I'm also going to have to agree with you that they're probably not winning the game this week. I've got the Cowboys winning 34-24. I don't know where they're going to get no. 24 points of offense from, but thank you for they're going to throw a lot. And I really like Saquon Barkley, so you know, yeah, I'm, you... I'm less less thrilled with the Cowboys' defense. I think. Okay. So um, do you want to hit us up with your DFS picks? And after that, we'll do a little trick-or-treating fantasy stuff. Yes, yes. I'll do this quickly so we can do some trick-or-treating. Uh, good stack options this week. Uh, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Lions, great value. Uh, you can certainly build around some of these lower-priced players. Uh, at quarterback, I like Derek Carr a lot. Mitchell Trubisky, despite the fact that he may not score a ton of points, I think for value-wise, and save some money quarterback and maybe spend on running backs. Uh, Brandon Allen, again, same theory, and Gardner Minshew, II, always on the recommended list here. At running back, Derrick Henry in Tennessee, Jalen Samuels, and Mark Walton, who's now now potentially going to be the guy in Miami. I'm intrigued. I might want to take a flyer on him. It's an interesting play. At wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, can't say enough about this week. Tyrell Williams and Mike Williams, pretty much anyone named Williams, including Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. But not Trent Williams. Um, not Trent Williams. Not Trent Williams. Any other Williams is fine. 
Uh, Marvin Jones and John Brown at wide receiver. At tight end, Johnny Smith seems to be the guy in Tennessee. TJ Hawkinson, Noah Font, and Dallas Goddard. And defensively, Washington and Miami would be at the top of my list there. Let's do some trick-or-treating. Okay. Um, we'll go position by position, but not for kickers. Who <laughs> would you name as uh, running backs, uh, the, the one that you would uh, say has tricked fantasy owners this year, this season so far, and who would you say has been an unexpected treat? I might go I, I might go David Johnson. I'm a little a little yes, grumpy with him currently. <laughs> yes. He's, he's uh, the one he, on my You're list. gonna start a guy and he's gonna play one snap and get two yards, it's just it's terrible. I'm I'm still a little salty about it. Uh so I would say he's my trick right now. Who would you go with? Uh, agreed. You know, he was a top five pick in a lot of drafts this season, definitely not playing up to that between the injuries and blows, what else. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely in the in the trick bag for, for Halloween. Uh, how about a, a treat? Who, who do you have in mind? I might go Mark Ingram as a treat. I didn't expect to get as much out of him as, as I currently am. I was worried with Lamar Jackson being as much of a running quarterback, but they've still managed to have a pretty successful run game there. Okay, I'll go with Carlos Hyde in Houston. I don't think really – Okay. Many people yeah. thought much of him with uh, Duke no. Johnson getting traded there right before the season started. You figured at best you know, he'd be in a running back by committee situation, but he seems to have taken the bull by the horns, so to speak, and uh, done some good things with the job there in Texas. So he, he would be my uh, running back treat. Okay. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Okay, uh, wide receivers, who's uh, on your trick? Who's your trick for the wide receivers? Um, you know, I might go, I might go to Sean Jackson here, just because it seemed like it was going to be a good fit coming back to Philadelphia. There was a lot of high hopes coming out of training camp, and it just not only did he go back to his old ways of like let's prolong an injury, and then every week he's going to be back, he's going to be back, but like it just, I'm just, I'm tired of it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say Odell Beckham Jr., who, again, was another yeah. first-round pick in a lot of drafts and just yeah, has made some nice yeah. individual plays. But uh, overall, both he and um, Baker Mayfield not and, a team guy. and uh, anybody associated with the Browns have not lived up to uh, the hype so far this season. Yeah, I think we can probably throw Antonio Brown on the trick list as well. I think that almost goes without saying, but... Got drafted pretty yeah, high by a lot of many, people, despite despite yeah. some off field things. But despite eh, yeah, but despite a lot of warning signs. But uh, so, how about yeah. a treat for a wide receiver who's been in an expected boon to your uh, fantasy teams or has done better than you thought they would? Um, certainly DJ Chark, I would have to say, and Tyler Lockett. I drafted him in a lot of leagues, but got him lower than really where he's performing at now. I was hoping he'd have a good year, but he's he's exceeding my expectations so far, and I think it's going to keep getting better. All right. Um, I'll put another guy who, like Tyler Lockett, was on a lot of people's breakout lists this uh, coming into the season, but has done even better, I think, than you would have expected, and that would be Chris Godwin with Tampa Bay. He's not on yeah. my yeah. – he's actually on my avoid list this week, but he and Mike Evans have been uh, forming a pretty good one-two combo for uh, – 
Jameis mm-hmm. Winston in Tampa Bay this season, so he'd be my treat. Uh, quarterbacks, uh, other, yeah, well, go ahead. Who's who's your uh, quarterback, your uh, trick list? Uh, Matt Ryan. I'm done with this. I'm just done. He should be good. He's got wide receivers. It's just so up and down I, for where he's getting drafted, and I've got him on a team, and I just I hate every minute of it. I'm I'm over it. I'm over Atlanta. Okay, I'm going to go with, um, I guess Sam Darnold would be a, too easy, and Baker Mayfield would be mm-hmm. another one that people had high hopes for. But I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. You know, hopefully he's finally yeah. healthy and gets his act together. But uh, so far this season, he's uh, been a pretty big uh, disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay, so how about... I've got a couple of guys. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll go give you three names real quickly. One of them you'll probably be surprised by. Um, I'll put Gardner Minshew II on the list, even though I don't have him Ooh. on any of my teams. He's certainly done better than anybody would have expected coming into the season, especially since uh, Nick Poles was the starter there. Uh, among quarterbacks mm-hmm. that were starters at the beginning of the season and have exceeded expectations, I would say, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen probably would be at the top of my uh, treat list. Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen's at the top of my list. You know how much I love Um, Josh Allen. I know, I know, and this is very big of you, and I appreciate that. So I'd I'd say we could agree he was a treat. (laughs) Okay. All right, uh, Uh, tight tight end-wise, just real quick, I know we're we're about out of time here, but – I'll go with uh, Zach Ertz and George Kittle, both being uh, pretty big disappointments so far. Yeah, I'd say I'd, I actually Zach Ertz as as probably my trick, and Dallas Goddard is a treat. Uh, I just he he's exceeded what I thought for sure. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Darren Waller just because I think he's been a little bit yeah. more intricately involved in his. Uh, team's offense, but uh, Dallas Goddard is definitely somebody to uh, watch for the second half of the season. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll reprise this with a uh, turkeys list and then a naughty and nice list at yeah. the end of the season. But uh, this is the occasional feature that we always look forward <laughs> to. Yes, we want to hear your tricks and treats from your fantasy team. So find us all over social media all week. You can find us on Facebook. We're at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, if you have lineup questions, you want to talk sports, you can find us. We're always around. We'll be back with you next Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week giving all of who to start, who to sit, game predictions, waiver wires, injuries, DFS, the whole nine yards. We got you covered. So good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.